Welcome to the Burnout Slayer podcast with your host, me, Charlotte Lester. I am so excited that you are joining us on this journey. I'm going to be bringing you the most inspiring, amazing interviews with the most incredible people. You are not going to want to miss a single episode. Now we're going to be delving in to all things burnout and business. Think of this podcast as a fly on the wall. We're going to be opening the curtains and letting you in on our conversations of what we really talk about, the behind the scenes of what business is really about. And we're also going to be helping you to build that awareness around burnout so you can make sure that you do not burn out while scaling your business. Sound good? Let's dive into this week's episode. And I'm joined by the amazing Claire today. And Claire has got so much goodness that we're going to be talking about. So I cannot wait for this episode. Claire, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. It's um, a glorious sunny day in Scotland. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to sharing some of my my wisdom and experiences with other people. So yeah, um, thanks for having me on, Charlotte. Thank you. And I would love to know more about you, your business, how you have got where you are today and your your life. And I know we were talking, you have two, two daughters as well. And how you've kind of because I know you have been in that burnout stage as well which we will cover further down the line um but that's why I think you've got so many amazing tips and advice that you can help people with so I'd love to just know a bit more about you your life and business um, yeah and okay so hmm, it's a long story but we'll try I'll try, yeah. and, <laughs> I'll try and condense it slightly um so I am what you would probably call someone who is a typical um, high achiever, someone who from a very young age, when I think back to, you know, even when I was doing dancing as a young girl and um, then I competed at um, uh, country level for swimming when I was very young, um, you know, they always wanted to be a high achiever. And, and I think that comes from who you brought up round about, well, I know it definitely does, you know, the messages that you subliminally hear from your parents, from your families, um, and that kind of um, sets you up from the sort of age of five of where your life is going to go and um, how you're going to progress and what your mindset actually is. So my mindset from a very young age was I had to be the best, I had to be a high achiever and there's a lot of certain traits, you know, that come with that. And I, I'll go into that later because a lot of people who suffer burnout actually are, they fall straight into the high achievers um, yeah. frame, really. Um, so um, from a young age, I was always somebody who was a high achiever. And then by the age of um, 19, I was not somebody who was academic. I didn't particularly like um, studying for tests or doing, I didn't go to uni. I was the only one out of my family that didn't go to uni. I've got three brothers and they all went to uni. So I uh, think that probably was a driver as well to, to make me want to do better, improve myself, that perhaps you don't have to go to university to be successful. So I was in my first management position at the age of 19, um, and that was in the retail sector. And then from there, I moved into something that was very, very big at the time. You're looking back sort of 25 27 years ago um, was the call, call centre industry was just kicking off yeah. and um, I moved in to work with uh, BT and they trained me as a world-class manager at a very young age so I was in charge of hundreds of people by the age of 21 and 22 and I was living away from home I was actually living in a beautiful hotel um, and swimming with Sharon Davis every morning in the hotel down in Cheshire amazing so um this was the you know the kind of surreal life when I think back at such a young age but to me it was it was almost normal because I was used to people around seeing people around me my dad was very successful 
um, built up, up his own businesses and came from nothing. Um, came from a family of 13 children and and he's the only one who built a business and became um, super successful. So I kind of followed a lot in his footsteps and just kept aiming for the next level all the time. And um, so then I, I went to senior management level within um, BT and then I was headhunted by another company um, to set up one of their call centres and I worked there for I think five or six years and I actually became part of their executive development program where I worked with directly with all the directors um, and they put me through Open University um, for uh, senior management training, people training, coaching and all that kind of thing and that's where my coaching career started so that would be about 25 years ago um, and I just thought I love this being able to help people and actually make a difference at ground level and and get to know people and improve their lives the way that I had done with my own. Um, so then I decided that I wanted to go into something a bit different. So I'd done the call centre side of things for quite a few years. And I then actually was headhunted by a headhunter and went into headhunting. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I went into the engineering sector, which I knew nothing about whatsoever. Complete change. Yeah, complete change. Civil engineering and um, mechanical engineering. And I was a headhunter for a senior level staff in Scotland. And um, I, I, I found that job quite difficult to go from managing so many people to being managed mm-hmm. myself was quite diff- very difficult for me. But... Um, I was trying to get that kind of work-life balance where I wasn't working so much and I wasn't traveling so much but that didn't happen Um, I ended up traveling more having more stress and you were only ever as good as your last month yeah because it's a very target driven masculine environment Um, and uh, when I went off on maternity leave and I had my first daughter who's now 13 um when I went back after that, my whole priorities had completely changed. Yeah. And I no longer wanted to be leaving, dropping her at the child minded at six o'clock in the morning and picking her up, sleeping at 20 past six at night and putting her straight to bed. Um, So I went back for probably about a year after I had her. But in that year, I thought I'm going to follow my dream and I'm going to do something that I really want to do. We were comfortable financially and I thought, right, this is this is the time for me to start something new, get a better work-life balance. Um, so I handed in my notice. I went to a private beauty college, which I'd always been passionate about doing. I'd always done people's makeup. I'd always done their nails, but I was never trained in it. So I went and um, paid a fortune to go to a private college and trained in it. And straight away, within 18 months, went in and opened a big, beautiful salon. Oh, didn't want to work with anyone else I wanted to do it my way typical high achiever thing yeah. again if I don't do it my way it's not going to work and I can't work for someone else and so I did that and I absolutely loved it however there's no money in it yeah. and it comes to a stage where you're still trying to service a business and it's taking time away from your family it's taking time away from what you actually enjoy doing in life because you're working doing weddings on a Saturday and things like that. And it came, it kind of came the time where my health started to suffer. And this is where burnout had been coming for quite a few years. And I had ignored all the signs. I had ignored that I had developed um, severe migraines. I had developed um, IBS. I was exhausted all of the time and matter how much I slept. Um, I seemed to pick up every cold flu virus that was going and I just thought I'll be fine when I get to my next break I'll take a break in a week's time or I'll take a break in a month's time I'll reset and then I'll be okay but by this time I had two young children I was running a business and my husband worked away from home the majority of the time so it's no wonder that I and being a perfectionist, which again is part of being a high achiever, yeah. nothing was done. Like I had to have the best of products. I had to be trained in the best of the new stuff that was coming out. So it was all this pressure you're constantly putting under yourself. And really, I had started to really become quite ill. Um, and I actually got approached by a company to sell the products in my salon. 
and it was aloe vera products and I thought right I want to know a bit about this and it was all about helping the digestive system and all that kind of thing so I got involved in the promoting those products and it, it really did help my change my life round because it helped my health um anyway I ended up selling the salon on and I went to work for that company oh, and it was a network marketing company yeah. um so there I was starting again in another completely different environment but I used my management and coaching training from the past and quickly went up the rungs and before I knew it I was a senior manager for Scotland loving it traveling to the most beautiful places in Mexico Johannesburg France it's to anyone else my life looked amazing yeah you know I had uh, set a goal for this beautiful Range Rover I'd always wanted and I got it we went three and four holidays a year it all looked amazing but what was hiding underneath was still my health yeah and the overworking the overgiving the over delivering and the wanting to do everything myself the right way yeah um finally hit home three years ago and my body made me stop yeah I had ignored it all yeah, and uh, I just woke up one morning, Sunday morning, and I had been feeling dreadful for the full week. Nothing specific, but I, I woke up with a sore throat, and I thought, "This is a really." It was almost as if someone was trying to like cut my throat. It was really, really painful. So I went to the emergency doctors, and I was told I had tonsillitis and a chest infection. But within a few hours, I started to um, cough up blood. And I went to the emergency room and I just made it in the door when I collapsed. My airways closed over, my neck, head and upper body swelled to two times the size and I was put straight on an incubator and I had sepsis. I, it completely, sepsis comes from a, a, your body overreacting to a stress response or to a, an immune response and my body had been fighting so many illnesses for so long and I was not going to stop yeah that the only way it could make me stop it made you yeah it made me stop yeah um and that was a complete turning point for me yeah that life can't go on like that yeah and I think it, it's such a it, it, it's such a relatable story that you have because so many people will feel this way and I know we was we were talking just before where most people will say when they have burnout, it just happened. I don't know where it came from, but there's so many warning signs. Like you said, I ignored the signs and it's such a common thing to do. I think I don't think I've spoken to one person that has been in burnout that has said I didn't have any signs. It just happened mm -hmm. because I think we in the culture that we kind of live in, we have this kind of pressure to push through and just, you know, you'll get there. It's meant to be hard work. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And I think to an extent, you know, sure, business is hard. Life yeah. is hard. But it's having that awareness of around when it's consistently hard. What does that what does that look like? Is mm -hmm. that on the road to burnout or is that kind of just life? Mm -hmm. And I think there's that kind of awareness that I think more people need to need to know about. And I know you went through some of the signs that you will have, but is it kind of, do you think that it's also to do with kind of personality traits? Because when you say like high achiever and perfectionist, I'm that. And I know how hard it is because internally you're fighting a battle yourself when it's the things are never good enough. You mm -hmm. always need more. You don't celebrate your wins. You kind of push on through because you just think, ah, oh, I've got there. What else can I push myself to get? Mm -hmm. And you almost exhaust yourself when you're trying yeah. to do this. And I think it's so hard when that's your personality to be able to change that around. What would yeah. you say to someone that, that's listened to your story and, and thought, that's, that's me, that's who mm -hmm. I am, but how do I stop myself from doing this? I think that's the biggest thing that people don't know how they, some people do recognize it. Yeah. Um, or they do recognize that they shouldn't feel the way that they feel or that life should not be as hard as what, as yeah. what it is, but they don't know what to do about it and they don't know how to get off that merry-go-round that they have created, particularly if you are somebody who is maybe then the main breadwinner in the family yeah. that 
my God, I can't stop what I'm doing now because there's so many people rely on me or my mortgage relies on me or, you know, our lifestyle relies on me, then the people just don't know how to how to get out of that. And I think that the, the biggest thing is probably to look for the signs in your your health is usually the easiest way to spot that something is not right yeah um and I now know that you know it's not acceptable to be um trying to wake up every morning like for an hour you know setting your alarm for an hour before you need to wake up and having three or four cups of coffee before you can have a conversation in the day yeah that's not normal um and to be going to perhaps maybe hit exercise classes to think that that's the way to maybe burn off your <clears throat> your tension that you've got or to quiet in your mind for for 20 minutes half an hour that's not normal yeah that's hiding from what's actually going on and I think the biggest thing in today that we don't do that made a big big difference to me was actually starting to recognize about living in the present yeah. because when you're someone who's a high achiever you're always thinking about the future you're always thinking about the next step. You're always thinking about the next thing you're going to push yourself towards. And that in itself is exhausting. Yeah. And it knocks out your complete way that your central nervous system actually works. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that these are personality traits. These are learned belief patterns. Yeah. So they come from the beliefs that we are brought up round about from the things that, you know, you you can't um you can't have everything you want yeah you know you've got to compromise somewhere you've got to work really hard to be successful all of these things from the generation before us are implanted in our brains from a very very young age and from the age of five is where you develop your belief patterns and and from that age you know there's I, I deal with a lot of women who have a lot of um anxiety around money and and creating wealth and then that comes from you know being told when you were younger you know to get something you have to go and work for it to have that beautiful house you have to give up your family time and you have to work 24 7 to have that beautiful car you can't you need to be working weekends and these are all belief patterns that have just been developed and they go into our subconscious mind like a little file every time somebody says it and every time your subconscious mind hears it, it goes, all right, okay, so that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's a real belief, but it's not. It's a belief. It doesn't make it true. Yeah. Absolutely. So the real changing point came for me was changing my belief patterns. Yeah. And, and changing that fear of, fear of failure is a big one that high achieving um, individuals suffer from. Yeah. It's a massive fear of failure. And um, changing your belief systems around that by working with your subconscious mind is the key to releasing you from those beliefs. Yeah. And it's, I really, I, I love, I love that conversation because I think, especially for me, so one of my very first roles full time in, in a job capacity was in a call center. Mm-hmm. And I, in to some extent, feel that that actually fed my belief system. Um, because as you touched upon earlier, you have these stats and the stats are never good enough. You're never, you're never kind of congratulated for meeting a stat. You almost compete with yourself. So it builds up, mm. especially when you're so young going into a role like yeah. that, like you said about going into a, into a management role, a really high level management role. And the reason I think that, and completely if you disagree stop me I think the reason that when we go into these roles at such a young age it's because of our belief system of I must do better and people that are running the shop and and have the businesses and have the jobs we're like their dream to have because we are always going to go that's not good enough I need Mm -hmm. I need better I need to do more and I think that that has fed that kind of belief. And for a lot of people, I think they would probably sit there and say, I've been doing this for so long now. How do I stop Mm -hmm. this belief? Because Mm -hmm. how hard is it to change your belief around from your subconscious mind? It's very easy when you know how. Yeah. Your brain is actually really quite simple. You know, 
I think this is another belief that we've been taught for years and years and years as well, is that once you have these belief patterns or once you think they're part of your personality, that you can never truly change them without being or feeling false. The, the thing to kind of bear in mind with your, your mind is only 5% of your mind is your conscious mind. And 95% of your mind is your subconscious. So your subconscious is what controls your beliefs, your behaviors, and your actions without you knowing that it's doing it. So how do you change what's going on in the 95%? Because you can do everything in the conscious mind. You can do the listening to the meditations. You can positive thinking. You can um, affirmations, all those kind of things. But that's only the conscious mind. And your mind is conscious that that's what you're trying to actually do. But the trick is your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is false. Yeah. So your belief systems have told it for years. You need to work 50 hours a week to be successful. Yeah. Or you need to be on the verge of feeling really ill and then you know that you're some, there's something good's going to happen you're because successful. you're going to have a breakthrough. Yeah. You know, once you get that next promotion, everything's going to be fine. Once you go on that next holiday, you'll chill out and everything will be fine. That's your belief systems telling your mind that. So what you need to do is actually have that changed and flipped around to the way that you want to think and the way that you want to feel. And the way that I do that is I'm a trained um, RTT therapist, which is rapid transformational therapy. I love RTT. Yeah. Well, this completely opened up a new world to me. Yeah. I've been I've been now in coaching and management for over twenty years and. I know all the tricks and the how to coach someone, how to get the best out of them, how to get them to do the work. I know how to do all of that. But the mind monkeys is what controls somebody. And the mind monkeys is the 95% subconscious. So RTT works with you at a hypnotic level. So you're in a hypnotic trance. But you're completely aware of what's going on around about you. You don't feel phased out. It's just a relaxed state. And basically what I do through that is I will actually take you through a regression therapy where we'll go back and I'll ask your subconscious when you're in a state where these belief systems came from. And these memories will pop up that are as clear as day as if they're a DVD in front of you. You won't know where they've came from. Some of them might even be traumatic. Some of them might even be things you've blocked away. Or some of them might be just very simple things that you start to realize there's a pattern between memory one, two, and three. And that pattern for me was always trying to stand out, always trying to be, okay, I'm the only girl, but I can be as good as my brothers. Yeah. I didn't go to university, they all did. I can be just as good. And that's the, where my belief systems actually came through. That's where my pushing myself and the perfectionism and the having to always be at the top. And that's where all that came from. And, and it's developed at a very young age. But once you start to understand under hypnosis where these belief systems have came from then I go through a process of actually asking you the questions about them and starting to get you to realize so are these actually true beliefs is that the way it happened or is this your perception of it and the majority of the time as you're looking at it through an adult's eyes when it's normally these, these have been formed through a child's eyes these beliefs and it's almost like every time there's a massive release for people when they're under this therapy because it's just like, oh my God, I get it now. Yeah. I get why I think the way I do. I get why I'm overworking. I get why I've got to be the best. And it's so, it's a very, very emotional thing to do for someone because you can literally see their belief systems changing in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And then when they come back out the therapy, I then do a personalized hypnotic recording, which is to then implant into their subconscious their new belief systems. Yeah. So the way they want to think, the way they want to behave. So for every thought that we have, we then have a, a behavior and an action and a belief that comes from that. So changing that path through changing the neural pathways in your brain. And all that means is, is by giving it the, the beliefs that you want it to believe, because it yeah. doesn't matter what's true or what's false. Um, if you do that and you do that for 21 days, that is enough to create the new neural pathways. And then your mind thinks the way that it wants to, want, you want it to think. 
and all those old belief systems are gone. And then it's up to you to just keep re-listening to that whenever you feel that you need to. And that's your new belief systems implanted. And it's actually as simple as that. Yeah. I love RTT. I actually had an RTT session earlier this year um, because I have OCD. It's just like a check-in OCD. And yeah. that a lot of that comes from that perfectionist, that high achieving kind of pushing. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it was the most surreal experience because a lot of the things that contributed to the way that I was feeling were still there but they were they were things that I thought I had dealt with and were just mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. there um but it came out that it was all about keeping people safe and keeping myself safe and that's where that high achieving perfectionism comes in because I'm almost overcompensating because I I, I need to make sure nothing goes wrong I need to always be doing better being mm-hmm. more to be able to keep everyone safe around me so it was so so powerful if if you haven't had RTT sessions, I would definitely, definitely recommend them because... Well, it was completely life-changing for me because after I came out of hospital with sepsis, it affected my body, my body, my mind, everything really, really badly. And um, they had said I wouldn't be able to do much for about a year. And this was actually also triggered, I think, as well, because we were about to move into our dream house. Oh, wow. So this me ending up in intensive care happened 10 days before we were due to move into our our, our dream house and it was a lot of the stress of the build-up of that as well and this big change coming in life and this actualization of what I have been working so many years for is now going to be on me I'm moving into the house and this pressure is going to be on me and that I think was the final straw to my body going you need to get this in check you can't move forward to this next phase of your life until you get this in check so I was told I would um that I had PTSD because I was completely aware of everything that was going on while they were trying to save my life but I could do nothing about it I couldn't move I was paralyzed I was I could see my husband at the end of the bed, like an absolute shock because it had happened in this in the space of two minutes. Yeah. Um, and that would trigger trauma in, in anyone. But I tried all traditional therapies and I actually found they were opening up wounds every week and making me really depressed and really yeah. struggling even more. Um, so that's when I came across um, RTT because I thought it's my mind that's controlling this. And if I can get my mind to stop controlling this, my body will be well. Yeah. Because I couldn't even start on my wellness journey because my mind wouldn't let me because it was in total panic mode, like you're saying, trying yeah. to keep me safe all the time. Yeah. Your, your mind's number one job is to keep you safe. Yeah. And it will do that at all costs. Yeah. So if it thinks anything that you're trying to do is going to cause you pain or put you in at risk, it will automatically, the subconscious will just fire out all these beliefs to say, you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's almost your body feels anxious, which then tells your head, this isn't the right thing to do because it's unsafe. And it's almost kind of breaking that belief system, as you say, around, no, actually, this is just, this isn't about keeping safe. This isn't to say, no, this is, you need to be doing something else. And you saying about your kind of wellness, because I know I felt like that with um, the beginning of lockdown, mm. well, a year and a half ago now, I can't believe it's been that long. I know. Um, <laughs> it's, I, my OCD really flared up and yeah. I really felt like, what can I do? And I then thought, okay, I'm going to go and do running. But actually what I started doing was adding running to my list of things that I had to check off. It didn't help. And it becomes whatsoever. a strengthener. Yeah, it becomes another part of that routine, another thing that I have to check, check mm. off. And it was only when I realised that actually I'm not enjoying this because I've made myself not enjoy doing it, that I still run now. But because I've dealt with my mental health around that. It's You're choosing of, it in a different way. Then yeah. you were doing it as a coping mechanism, probably thinking this is what I'm being told I should be doing to help me yeah. and help me feel better. So it needs to go on my tick list. So I have to do it. Yeah. It is when you move away from that and go I'm doing this because I enjoy it yeah. I'm doing this because it gets me out in nature and I know nature's good for me it's just changing that belief system of yeah how you think about every everything that you do basically yeah um, if you can change your thoughts you can change your life yeah 
absolutely and I, I think it's one of those things that I think a lot of people will say well I've done that but then you know all the beliefs come back or, or mm -hmm. all the kind of negativity came back and I think it's it's like anything in life isn't it that you need to maintain it you know there's always going to be something else that comes up that's going to maybe trigger something or make yeah. you feel and you know changing your beliefs doesn't mean that you're erasing your past because no. the past is still there so it's making sure that that maintenance is kind of kept up it's about having it's about having the maintenance and probably having like I have daily things that I do now that I know put me into the right mindset before yeah. I even start my day and I know if I don't allow myself to have that time at the beginning of the day I may feel fine until maybe lunchtime five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock and then something will trigger me and if I haven't done what I need to do in the morning to have me in the right vibration yeah. then it will really affect me yeah the way that you cope will be different it, yeah I, I give my clients a toolbox that suits them and it's not the same one for everyone because like you're saying running I mean I absolutely hate running I would yeah. do running but one thing that I used to force myself to do was hit classes or go to the gym for an hour and a half and then do a swim and then make sure my car has walked far away so I had to walk back and forward and I was like this is what I have to do to be well to be healthy to be fit and slim and blah 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 and I hated it when I think yeah. back I absolutely hated it what do I do now I walk yeah and I listen to music that I like to listen to that is either uplifting or it's maybe a podcast or it's maybe something I'm learning and I actually enjoy it I enjoy the walking but I'm slimmer now and fitter now than I have been in many many years yeah because I'm not putting my body under that stress of something that I don't want to do and my body doesn't enjoy actually doing. So it's about recognising what your belief systems are, recognising what you want to change them to, and then having a toolbox that you can work with every single day that keeps you where you want to be. Yeah, I absolutely love that because I completely agree. I think it's that's my kind of brand around the business and what I stand for is a toolbox, burnout slayer toolbox, because it's all around having those offerings that help people in business to be able to get to success without burning out. Because I think that's another belief that people have is in order to be successful, you're going to burn out. This yeah. it's a given. And you know, there's so many ways you can reach success without burning out. And it's almost having that what success looks like for people is completely mm -hmm. different for every single person. And, you know, I don't think that you can cookie cutter and, and put someone in this box and say, this is what success is. And this is how you need to get there because mm -hmm. their version of success would be completely different to what my version of success would be. Exactly. And I think that what we are brought up with success is this picture. Yeah. And that's what you should be aiming for. And I was even talking to my youngest daughter about this the other day, you know, that I think high schools are still pushing children down the route of the only way you will be successful in life yeah. is going to university. And that makes me so angry because that didn't do, that would never have done anything for me. No. It did when I was in the working environment and I was ready to go back and I wanted to level up and I wanted to study and I wanted, you know, to go to university and do it. That was when it was the right time, but that there's still this very antiquated way of a path to success or a path to happiness yeah um and I, it took me many years to actually realize what my um sort of picture of success was and what my picture of success is is having freedom of time to do what I want when I want yeah absolutely and make, you know and making an impact at the same time yeah so you know now I will only work 15 to 20 hours a week and I'm very strict with that yeah and I have boundaries around when people can contact me and I can you know I have um, boundaries even around family and friends now that I would never have had before and I think that's really key to avoiding burnout because if you're someone who hit, sits in that high achiever you want to be a high achiever and, and you want to be praised by everybody around yeah. you yeah and you will be a people pleaser you know you will try and always um, make sure you're doing the best for everyone else before you are yourself so one of my kind of key things to, to get my clients to do is to actually realize if they don't look after themselves as number one, they cannot show up and be the best for their kids, their partner, their wife, their husband, their family, their business. If they are not happy and they are um, ill and on the road to burnout, then 
there, there's no point in continuing yeah with the wooden one because yeah. they will hit that barrier at one point if they're not looking after themselves number one and that takes it right back to stripping it all back and actually knowing what do you want out of life yeah and a majority of them don't know no and I think that's I remember back in school and it's still very much the same in that the education system is just set on you need to leave school go to uni get a job that's your life and then you retire and there's so much more to life and I only wish that I if there was one wish I had when I went back in life it would be to not listen to that and to know that you can you can achieve what you want to achieve because I didn't go to uni and in all honesty if I had gone to uni would I have known what I want to Mm -hmm. learn no because you've got no experience of it you almost have this pressure when you leave school to come out of school and say this is what I want to do for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. when in you know that's very rare for someone to come out of school and know that instantly so I, I think, think the only people that maybe tend to know that is like doctors and lawyers and, and yeah lawyers, something that's really quite specialist and that normally comes from their belief systems of who they've yeah. been brought up round about and as well family as what and what their yeah. picture of success is in their family um so I think yeah I totally agree I think that the the education system is really wrong and and still I'm very open with my children. I'll say, I didn't go to university. Your dad didn't go to university. We both got very successful businesses. You can see we've got a great lifestyle. I've been here for you since you were babies. Yeah. They have never known to, since they were babies, to even go into childcare because I've yeah. always juggled it that I've always been here for them. So I think that avoiding the burnout, you need to know what you want out of life first. Yeah. And to do that, there's a, usually quite a lot of deep, um, a lot of deep coaching and quite usually quite a lot of um, therapy. Yeah. That I need to do with people to actually get to the bottom of why they're on the road that they're actually on in the first place. Yeah. And get the realization of, right, you're on this road. But see, when you get to where you think your next goal is, what's that going to do for you? Yeah. How is that going to change your life? And I, I go through sort of like the seven questions of why. So they'll come out with like one answer and I'll be like, but why? Yeah. Why is that going to make a difference because of this? But but why? Yeah. And, you know, you can almost see them when you get to the, like the fourth one. They're like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> I just think that's what I want. <laughs> it's what I've been taught. It's what I've been told. And that's where it's a total light bulb moment for people because they're like, well, I'm on this path. I'm actually not enjoying this journey at all my life is actually quite miserable and I don't even know why I'm on this path in the first place yeah so I think that um many people burn out because they don't know what they actually want and why they're on the journey that they're they're actually on in the first place and that's why when once I managed to get myself well in that year I took complete pressure off of of running my business and I took no clients nothing and I up-leveled all my skills and I um, did diplomas in managing PTSD and managing wellness in the workplace and becoming a a corporate wellness coach doing all of these I I think I did 11 different diplomas in that time that I was off to make sure that I had this all-rounded view of well that's why I now talk about wealth the sort of six pillars of wealth and what creates that yeah um, and it needs to be a full you need to have every part of them for you to feel fulfilled and that's yeah. what our purpose in life is is to feel fulfilled you know we were put on this planet to give you know light to others to give love to others um and and follow our, our joy but many many of us and most of us don't actually do that yeah absolutely and I think it's especially with females around wealth Mm. I'd just like to touch upon that slightly because I think that's a really big contributor to Mm. burnout sometimes is because people are thinking to themselves well I need more and I need to get more and it almost it does stem into money as well which almost then I find some people can then start resenting money because they're feeling well it's money that's made me burnt out it's money that's made me feel the way that I'm feeling what would you say around wealth and burnout? How do you, I know you would believe and say, absolutely, you can achieve success with wealth without burning out. And I think yeah. 
I can truly believe that. And I think that one of the, the, the key things is, is actually, um, again, looking, no, looking at what wealth means to you. When you say wealth to a lot of people, they, they automatically think of the financial. Yeah. You know, the financial security of wealth. But that's actually only a very, very small part of of wealth so I kind of work with people on six pillars of wealth so the six pillars of wealth that I'm working people with is so for the W it's well-being so it's all around making sure you're doing things like that's in your toolbox on a daily basis things like meditation exercise whichever one feels good for you mindfulness actually practicing being in the present which I still find very I have to drag myself back into the present all the time um doing things like make sure you're nourishing your body I struggled with diets for 30 years I was never really overweight but I was never where I wanted to be um and I wasn't somebody who ate a lot and I exercised a lot so I could never understand it but when your body is producing too much cortisol stress hormones it holds on to every bit of food you give it yeah because it's in fight or flight mode it is in trying to keep you safe mode so it's like well I better keep this food in here in case the next thing that's going to happen so it's all about the the nourishing yourself finding time to relax um actually connecting with nature you know if somebody had said to me three years ago what you need to really do is go out and have a walk and connect with nature I'd be like shut up yeah how is that going to actually lower my stress levels you're actually stressing for that that. yeah You know, so it, it's actually about connecting with these things and understanding what they do and what they do for the body and what they do for the central nervous system. It's like even having um, coffee, I'll have one a day now. I think back to when I was uh, in my senior manager role. <laughs> so stupid when I think back. At the side of my, in my office, at the side of my desk, I had the, you know, the kind of older fashioned percolator coffees. Yeah. I literally just go through that black coffee all day long and then wondered why I had palpitations. <laughs> Do you know, it's when you understand, understanding is power. Once you yeah. understand what certain little things are doing in your body, it can make a big difference. So um, the first thing I deal with is the well-being side of things. And that's that's basically your way, your W for wealth. And then your, your E is about finding the ease and effort in creating your wealth. And that needs to come from letting go and trusting in the universe. And again, if somebody had said that to me three or four years ago about the universe, I would be like, that's far too woo-woo for me. I'm I'm a masculine energy person. Don't be coming into me with woo-woo. But again, it's understanding is is power. It's about now I will put something out there and I will sit back and I will trust that it's going to happen. Now, for somebody who's a high achiever, that is like... (laughs) In the beginning, you're like, oh... I need to make it happen. (laughs) But it's about reading and understanding. And I have certain books and certain things that I, I will give my clients to Right, This is what I want you to read to get understanding under this. I'm not going to tell you to go and do it unless you understand the, the, the reasoning behind it. So it's very much about trusting and that you were put in this earth for a reason. And no matter how much you push, no matter how much you hustle, you, you are always going to get the same results out of life that you were meant to get. Yeah. So why not enjoy it? Enjoy it. Yeah. And just do the things you enjoy doing and find the ease and the flow in life. Um, so that's that's the second thing I work on on the wealth side. And then the third thing, A, is for abundance. And again, I used to think abundance was very woo-woo, but yeah. I'm totally into living in abundance now and being very um, grateful for all the abundance that I already have you know the first thing I do before I get out of bed in the morning my alarm now goes off and I, the first thing that I do is start to be thankful for I've I've been through another night without a migraine yeah you know I have I'm in the house of my dreams I love the bedding that I've got around me and it's just about recognizing all these little things I'm so thankful now for my health on a daily basis and that puts you into a completely different energy vibration so energy vibrations is another thing altogether but that's yeah. I do a lot of work on that with, with my clients but getting into the right energy vibration it's like trying to tune into a radio station if you're trying to tune into one that's got hip-hop but you are singing hymns 
Yeah. You're never going to find hip hop. Yeah. And so if you're in a negative energy all the time and worrying and living in scarcity, then that's the energy vibration you're putting out there to the universe. And the universe is very, very simple. It can only give you back the vibration you put out. Yeah. So if you change that to a vibration of gratitude, joy and abundance, not falsely, I have to say, because you have to be actually connecting with what's around you. Yeah. Just try and do affirmations that are false. It won't work. It doesn't work. That's that's the thing. I think, as you said, I I was very much, I'm not woo-woo. That's not for me. But actually, since I've started to open my mind up to it and, and, and I look back, there is at least one occasion that I can remember that, it's very very quick but I basically I was in a job back then and we always wanted a cougar this was years ago we wanted a cougar that was it the full mm-hmm. cougar and we were going to put ourselves in debt to get this car and then literally we got the loan out we took a leap of faith and just thought you know we, we can do it it's fine took that leap of faith got the car and then a week later, I'd got a big paycheck through from my job because I'd been underpaid for all the years that I'd been mm. working with them. And that pay, that was the exact amount for that loan that we took out. I think the loan was £15,000 and that was £15,000 up. And I look back now and I think I just thought, oh, maybe it's coincidence. Maybe I was just lucky because that's mm-hmm. what you're kind of believe. That's yeah, what that's what believe. your belief systems are. Yeah. yeah, but it's all around that taking action. And I think that's when the energy around you changes and shifts. Yeah, Sorry, I think I interrupted there. No, no, no. I think that I think to realize that we do, we're, we're all meant to live in an abundant state. We do yeah. live in an abundant state, but we're repelling wealth all the time by our, our thoughts of scarcity. Yeah. Or thoughts of worry. Um, if you are worrying that your next bonus check is not going to be what you thought it's going to be, or what's not going to pay off that holiday that you have booked, then guess what's going to happen? It's yeah. not going to be what it needs to be. Yeah. But if you have trusted and let go and basically went, no, it is going to be what it needs to be, that's the vibration you're putting out there. And the universe will create what you need. It is always there to create what you need. Yeah. Um, and again, that's understanding is power. And it's people who live in, in the, the masculine energy instead of the feminine energy. This is where my biggest kind of growth is. And I see my big, this is the biggest growth with my clients is the six pillars of wealth and understanding them because it's not all about doing the actions. It's not all about the hustle. It's not about um, working more, harder for longer. It's absolutely not that. It's about getting into tune with what you really want and realizing you actually already have a lot of it. Yeah. I remember one of my income goals I was going for last year, and I would be writing it everywhere, and I, you know, had it in a goal board, and blah blah blah. And, and I was like, why is this not happening? Yeah. Why am I not getting to this income goal? I don't understand. And actually, it was probably my own fault for not knowing my books well enough, because when I went to my accountant to do my kind of like quarterly blah blah blah. Is that right? So you've had a 38% uplift on blah, blah, blah. So you're at this. And I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, no, you are. So if we ready to hit that goal then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I keep putting it out there. I'm going to hit that goal. I'm going to hit that goal. And the universe has already created it. So I wasn't being thankful for what it had already created. Yeah. And not even knowing that it's already created it. So um so yeah living in the the trust of abundance is a a big one um and the fourth one l for love is basically what we were is realizing what we're putting this earth to do was to add to the world to you know be in the the person that we are when we're there and actually give back and our simplest things to do really is to add light to other people's lives on a daily basis and create love and accept love that it's as simple as that and again I think when you're someone who's always on that merry-go-round of the next thing and you're not thinking about abundance you don't even realize that you have love the majority of the time you don't even realize you have amazing friends or that you have an amazing relationship compared to some other people or that you know you're already living in complete abundance because you have everything that you really wanted even if you think back as a child I could never have thought that everything that I have now in my life I would have been able to create yeah I think it's a bit a lot of this creating wealth is actually the understanding of what's going on in your current life is, is a big change yeah. 
And uh, number five, being thankful is the best frequency that you can live in is, is gratitude. Gratitude will bring joy. Yeah. And it, what you put out there is what you get back. So like attracts like. If you're putting out negativity and scarcity, you will get negativity and scarcity. If you're putting out gratitude and joy, you will get gratitude and joy. And I would challenge anyone who's listened to this to actually just for, for 48 hours flip every time that something that comes up that's negative. Think of what the positive that of that would be. Yeah. And just change it to that positive and let go and watch the results happen. Um, because it's actually very scary. Yeah. Scary in, in a real sense that it's you have got the you've got the capability to create the life you want when you just understand how to actually do it. Yeah. And the last one, which is a big, big one, and if it wasn't my actually doing the acronym of wealth, I would have had this as number one. <laughs> but um H is is for health. Your wealth is your health. And if you do not have your health, you will not have any wealth. Yeah. So looking after your health as your number one priority will take you so far in life yeah absolutely and that's the kind of pillars that I work with with the wealth side of things for people I love that I absolutely love that because I think it covers every single aspect and especially when it comes to the burnout burnout yeah. kind of journey that people are on as well I think that will be a huge huge help for mm. people to be able to sit back and just realize and live in the now and I think that's that's so powerful it's just living yeah. in the now and knowing that you have everything that you want around yeah. you it's just connecting to it, it to is it's connecting have. about what you want and realizing that you actually already have it yeah and being thankful for the fact you've already got it because yeah. as soon as you turn scarcity into gratitude then your life changes yeah again you need to understand why you're doing that and once you understand why you're doing that that's when the magic happens yeah and I think it's the same in business really 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 quickly when it comes to energy around everything and in business I've found so many changes have been when my Just energy plugging in my laptop because yep. it's, <laughs> it's going beep beep right that's that sorry when you're in that state of panic and I need to find clients I need to do this and you're not really connecting you're not putting out that energy it stops everything and that's that's it exactly blocks up everywhere yeah, yeah. It does and it doesn't up. come. No. But when you change that energy and you're in a good place mentally and physically and you're feeling good, clients just come to you. Mm -hmm. It just happens. And I think that's, as you say, putting out that energy is the right energy to be putting out for the universe to kind of connect. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you can only like attracts like. So that's the simplest way to explain it. If you think, right, what am I, what am I putting out there at the minute? god no wonder I'm struggling no wonder I can't pay the bills no wonder I'm worrying about where the next paycheck's coming from particularly when you start out in business and you are you know I went from a having a brilliant salary a company car a company Amex that everything went on to completely jumping into massive overheads in a business yeah and I know that's where my scarcity mindset started and that would have been when I opened the first salon so that would have been eight years ago and it's very very difficult once you're in that to get out of it because you're doing like attracts like yeah absolutely I'd love I'd love this episode now <laughs> I just have two more questions for you yeah. amazing questions because I love to hear what your replies are because I think these are going to be the main points that our listeners are going to be able to get from this because as we were talking about, it's all about building that awareness around people to be able to prevent them from burning out. Mm -hmm. Some people may already be in that burnout stage that are listening to this. So I want to cover both, both parts yeah. here, but I would love to know what is the one best tool that you would say you need in order to prevent yourself burning out? The one tool that you need is, is mental well-being. Yeah. If forget about everything else I'm not talking about necessarily even the physical side of it you need to have the mental well-being which is basically the you know when you're someone who particularly is in business or you're high achieving you are someone who is always um putting your your well-being to the the back you know yeah. it doesn't matter what matters right now is this target or this yeah um income or this next client and it's a never-ending one it's never, never ending now. 
living in that thought pattern process because of the beliefs from your background then has such a knock-on effect on everything else it has a knock-on effect on what you're producing um, it has a knock-on effect of your physical well-being um, and how you interact actually with the world yeah so if you are not right mentally well-being and you're not looking after yourself and being mindful and being um appreciating what you have and celebrating your wins no matter how small um and not um taking the pressure off yourself if you're not doing any of that side of things then that's a thing to if you are, are success or your um, vision of success at the minute and you think you know I've got a great job but I've got a great income blah 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 but I'm just so tired all the time I've got no my mind never shuts off um, it's always one week after the other it's more targets it's more pushing it's more hustle if you are feeling like that you're not doing the mental well-being side of things yeah. and your results and your job and your business will show that yeah so if you find it very difficult to get the results that you want then you need to go back to basics of the well-being side of things yeah. and where you probably need to change that first is your belief patterns yeah and to get you to do that you really need to get somebody who specializes in doing that that kind yeah. of thing because it won't happen easily when you're already somebody who thinks that way already in yeah already in that circle yeah yeah and what's your number one tool for someone that's probably in burnout already and they're feeling like I don't know where to turn now I don't know where to go because I think some people well probably the majority of people that hit burnout they think well I am never going back to, to running a business again because that's what sent me into burnout I'm not doing that again and they kind of give up on their dreams and mm -hmm. I I hate the thought of people mm -hmm. giving up on their dreams so I would love to know what your one tool is to recover from burnout and any other advice that you would have around someone pulling themselves back from burnout and knowing that they can change things the the number one thing i think is that when you're pulling yourself back from burnout it has to be your health yeah because you can't cope with anything else um i remember the days where i couldn't even walk up and down the stairs in my my new house you know yeah i would had waited so long to get this house i was dying to go out to pick with no blinds or no curtains i was dying to do all this and i could not do it yeah and the realization that I had actually brought that on myself was also a massive guilt because I was almost ruining this experience for the whole family. Yeah. So you have to take a step back and forget about everything else. If you've hit burnout, your body, your central nervous system is not operating properly. It is on shutdown mode. Yeah. It is on complete survival mode. Um, and it's your reptilian brain has taken over your reptilian brain, which we've had, you know, created from caveman times of your fight and flight. You know, you either stay in your fight, that bear, or you run. Yeah. And that's the way your brain will still go back to thinking in caveman times. It's under so much pressure with burnout that it will make you stop being able to do anything. So your number one thing to get you back in your feet needs to be your health. And that needs to start with what you put in your body and realizing the right things to put in your body for you are not always the right things for everybody else. And start feeding your body from the inside out and actually just taking time to realize, what do I want here? Do I even want what that dream was? Do I even want to uh, be traveling? I remember thinking that, in fact, it popped up in my memories today and it was a picture of me in the most beautiful um, beach in Cancun on one of the business trips I was on for 10 days. And at the time I thought, this is my absolute dream. This place is amazing. And I now look back at that picture today and think, I was so sad. Yeah. Because I had got into a state of, how do I now get out of this ideal ideal life that I have created that's making me ill? Yeah. So I think that it, your priority to get over burnout needs to be your health first. Yeah, 100%. Completely mm -hmm. agree. I have loved this episode. There's so it's really many. good actually because we've covered a, we've covered a lot of things. We have. Mm -hmm. It's I think there's there's just been so many golden nuggets in here that people can take out, and I think this is it's going to be absolutely amazing for people to be able to hear and see and get that inspiration that 
even if you are in burnout, you can come back and there is a way that you can do that and you can still live that dream, but it will be a, a different way yeah, that you're going to get that dream. It will be a better dream. It will be a dream that probably makes you feel more fulfilled, more yeah. full of joy than your initial dream would ever have done because hitting burnout is, is, a, is a sign that you're on the wrong track. Yeah. And, and you know if you are someone who is a high achiever you're really stubborn at times and think that you are definitely on the right track yeah you know and the universe has ways of showing you that you're not yeah you know and I, if I had stayed on the track that I that I was on I could have been so t- I sometimes think I could maybe have been so tired that or so exhausted or so distracted I could have caused a major car accident or something yeah. like that because I was so checked out. I was so didn't know what was going on in a day-to-day basis. I was just yeah. churning. And so think- if you if you're not, I think if you're if you're hitting burnout or you're starting to feel some of these these um, feelings of overwhelm and that you can't go on like this and life must be easier there must be an easier way then that is the time to start and look at what you're actually doing get help now yeah before you hit or your body makes you stop yeah because it's much easier to prevent burnout than what it is to recover from burnout I I mean I work with a lot of people on burnout prevention yeah um, because I want to stop people getting there in the first place because some people will never come back from it yeah And I think it was probably only lucky that I had, well, lucky it's not, the universe put somebody in front of you, but somebody who actually worked with me in one of my previous businesses was an RTT trainer. Yeah. And I still kept in touch with her. And it was just one post that she put up one day that I thought, what is that? And I started researching it and I contacted her. And from that day on, just over two years ago, everything changed. Yeah. You know, I think that you just need to find what works for you. But I try to, stop people getting to the stage of hit and burnout and do the, the burnout prevention rather than the recovery yeah absolutely I've loved this I've loved our chat thank you so so much Claire that's been great I would love you to share where people can find you where do you hang out online and also you have some incredible tools that you can yep. share as well which will be yep. really really helpful okay so you can find me at um my website is clearmatherscoaching.co.uk. You can also, I majorly hang out probably um, more so now on Instagram and Facebook at just clearmatherscoaching. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn as well. The On my website, there is some freebies on there that you can download, which are, one of them is a, a PDF on um, self-care for entrepreneurs. Um, another one is on um, well-being and self-care in business and um, one which is extremely popular and I've actually just done another one which I need to get uploaded onto my website is I have done one of the transformational hypno recordings that I normally do for people once they've had RTT which is what gives the biggest transformation in people because it creates those new belief patterns so anybody can listen to this it doesn't matter where whether you've actually had the RTT treatment or not, this is a generalised one for calming and relaxing and letting go. You can download this um, on SoundCloud straight from my website and um, listen to it for 21 days and watch the magic happen. I love that. I am go- I've, I said to you before, I'm going to be going to download it because it's incredible. I absolutely love love hypnosis and and the things around being able to just live in the now and I think for me I struggle to tune off Mm -hmm. by myself I need someone that's helping me do that so incredible one last thing that I wanted to bring up to help people identify if they are actually a high achiever if you are actually a high achiever there's eight sort of things that you kind of struggle with and I think when people actually realize that this is where you kind of fall into this is where you really need to watch out yeah so there is number one the fear of failure number two they hold themselves at possibly high standards and very much perfectionists number three they often feel lonely at work number four they believe that they are the result and they they are the ones only ones that can do it they run on motivation and willpower alone they mistake being busy for being effective 
and they overcomplicate things. And number eight, one thing becomes everything. Yeah. So when you're thinking about one thing and aiming for one thing, it affects your whole entire life. Yeah. That is all kind of eight problems that high achievers face. And if you're ticking a lot of them, you're most likely on the road to burnout. Yeah. And they definitely need to come to see you because. Yes, because I've been there, done it, recovered from it, know how to watch out for it myself now and um, can see it in people very quickly. Yeah. I have loved this. Thank you so, so much. Thanks so much for having me. People are going to get so much from this. So I'm so, so grateful that you joined me today. Thanks very much. And I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. The sun is disappearing now. (laughs) (laughs) it's very cloudy here (laughs) wow burnout slayers what an episode that was this week we have loved recording this episode and i really really hope you have loved listening to it now Our mission is to help as many female business leaders as possible to scale their business without burning out. We want to give them the tools that they really need in order to slay that burnout. And we need your help. If you love this podcast, please help us spread the word by sharing it with your network on socials and tag us. We love to hear from you. And also make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world to us. Until next time, bye.